Hey everyone, you are listening to the Spanglish Catholic Podcast. I am your host, Guadalupe. Tune in as I share a series of conversations with you from faith to love and everything in between, including some of my own personal struggles. So no matter where you are or what you're doing, join me as I begin today's conversation. Let's get started. Today, I would like to honor Rachel Joy Scott. I want to begin by sharing her story, especially for those who may not be familiar with who she is. Rachel was a young Christian girl who loved God and was not ashamed to make it known to those around her. She also had a passion for writing and acting. Rachel was very much like you and I. She had her fair share of struggles, but she always put her best foot forward and stood up for those who were bullied. Although she is gone, her memory lives on, not just with me, but within millions of others all over the world. See, when I first heard about Rachel, I was 17 years old. It's crazy to think that, you know, it's been 10 years since then. I was in my junior year of high school when I attended this leadership conference and it was during our first session that I was introduced to Rachel and her legacy. Her middle name described her. She was a joy. Rachel was energized by people. This love expressed itself in an outgoing personality and a heartfelt compassion for people in need. Rachel learned the power of simple compliments and acts of kindness at an early age. In high school, she deliberately reached out to three groups of people and wrote about it in her diary. She wrote, I want to reach out to those with special needs because they are often overlooked. I want to reach out to those who are new in school because they do not have any friends yet. And I want to reach out to those who are picked on and put down by others. Rachel didn't just write about it, she lived it. She had no idea that her simple words and acts of kindness would one day help prevent bullying, save teens from self-harm and suicide, and even deter gun violence in schools. Rachel was a normal teenager who experienced the same struggles we all face. She would be the first to tell you she wasn't perfect. She made mistakes like everyone else. Most of the time, she found a way to see through her pain and frustration and connect to a bigger purpose In one of the six diaries she left her family, she wrote, I had my ups and downs. I fell a few times, but I did not give up. Don't give up. Rachel also understood the power of peer pressure and how important it is to know, love, and be true to yourself. This understanding helped her to respect and appreciate the people around her, especially those who were hurting or different from her. By looking deeper than just what was on the surface, she saw the relatedness we all share. Rachel wrote, look hard enough and you will always find a light and you can even help that light grow. 
Rachel understood that we are all uniquely important and that we can draw strength from being comfortable with ourselves. It's all about self-respect. When we, when we respect ourselves, it's easier to respect others. It's the basis of the kind of positive mental health that could prevent another mass shooting like the one that occurred at Columbine High School. In an undated letter to her cousin, she wrote, Don't let your character change color with your environment. Find out who you are and let it stay its true color. Rachel seemed to not only know that her life would be short, but that it would be meaningful. And she was at peace with this. When she was 13 years old, she traced the outline of her hands on the back of a dresser and wrote, these hands belong to Rachel Joy Scott and will someday touch millions of people's hearts. She knew her life mattered. Her message to you would be that no matter your history or circumstance, your life matters too. She'd ask you to have courage to do what is right, even if it's not easy or popular. She'd encourage you to intentionally reach out to those in need and would remind you, as she wrote in her final essay, compassion is the greatest form of love humans have to offer. I have this theory that if one person can go out of their way to show compassion, then it will start a chain reaction of the same. People will never know how far a little kindness can go. So now that I've shared a little backstory with you about who she is, I would like to jump back to the leadership conference I was attending when I was introduced to Rachel. So the presenter then goes on about Rachel having this profound theory that if one person goes out of their way to show compassion, then it will start a chain reaction. All I could think to myself at that moment was, wow, that's such a deep thought coming from such a young person. Then, as the presenter continued, I felt intrigued to hear more about who she was. She was a young girl, very much like you and me, a girl with a kind heart and a loving soul, someone very outspoken against bullying, always looking for the best in others and looking out for others, going out of her way to show them that she cared for them. She also had a passion for writing, but it wasn't until, of course, her tragic death when her parents discovered her journals her journals that she left behind and if i needed any more like connection to her was the writing for me the writing when i heard that you know she had a passion and love for writing that kind of got me even more hooked to like wanting to know her story and everything, you know, because I had never met someone who loved writing just as much as I did. Then as the presenter continued, I began to take mental note of everything I was receiving. I was inspired profoundly and many people during the presentation were moved to tears by seeing raw footage of the actual shooting and also the journal entries 
from her diaries. It was indeed a beautiful experience. Definitely felt her presence there as well because at the end, you know, we all came together and hugged each other. And um, once the presentation was over, we were asked to stand up if we accepted Rachel's challenge. By doing so, we were making a promise to do the following. Number one, to look for the best in others. Number two, to dream big. Number three, to choose positive influences. Number four, to speak with kindness. Number five, to start our own chain reaction. Rachel's life and theory has since lived in my heart from you know that moment on. It was through her testimony that at such a young age, you know, God spoke to me and I learned that each one of us has a purpose to fulfill in life, that each one of us is meant for so much more than we can think for ourselves. I have spent many years pondering on this specific memory, thinking about what exactly that purpose was for me. And it wasn't until years later, after you know, having learned about Rachel and her legacy, that everything began to make sense for me. You know, as I was also growing in my in my relationship with Christ. And from personal experience, I tell you this. Never take things lightly. If God is putting something in your heart, whether it's something you're asking for or if it's something you solely desire, go for it. Don't be afraid of judgment. And know that fear is a liar. Yes, there will always be obstacles, but if you put all your trust in God, you will find the strength to go on and fulfill your heart's desires. Honestly, there's like so much more I could say about Rachel. Rachel truly has impacted my life in such a way that, you know, my life changed the moment I met her and heard her story. Rachel was truly an example of what a Christian is ought to be. Her memory and her legacy will always live on and it will always stay with me and close to my heart. Rachel's love for Jesus was one of the things that captivated me the most about her and who she was. You know, she was a a strong Christian girl who was not afraid to speak about Jesus, who was not afraid to show the world that she was a Christian. And, you know, that's something that sticks with me till this day because, you know, back then, only God knows what I was really struggling with at that time. The timing of when this conference came around and what I was dealing with in my life back then couldn't have been put together any better. Like, God's timing truly is the best timing. And I honestly feel like, you know, she was an angel sent from heaven to help me, you know, to remind me that I'm not alone, to remind me that 
I have God to look onto to help me, to guide me through anything that, you know, I'm dealing with. I almost forgot to mention something really important. So there is, you know, besides the drawing of Rachel's hands, um, there's also a drawing known as one of her very last. It's known as Rachel's 13 Tears. Somehow she was inspired to to draw this without knowing what was going to happen next. But for me, you know, as a person of faith, I feel like, you know, God was speaking to her. But little did she know that, you know, it was going to happen that same day. So 13... Why the number 13? And if you um, look, you know, it's not something that I'm making up or something that's made up. Altogether, you know, it was 13 people that died um, in this tragic shooting. So there's eyes on this drawing. There's 13 teardrops. And there's a rose. So there you have it. And with all that being said, now just to recap everything. Rachel's Challenge was created after the Columbine High School shooting in honor of Rachel Scott and other victims lost on that terrible day. As a first widely known mass school shooting, this, the Columbine tragedy was a catalyst for action for many people. After Rachel's death, her family discovered she left behind a legacy of kindness and compassion. Through her life, her writings, and the people she reached out to, one after another, stories emerged about the profound impact of her simple acts of kindness. Her family soon realized that Rachel's story could help transform the way we relate to each other and how we feel about ourselves. It provided an antidote, a path to ending school violence, bullying, and even self-harm and suicide by creating positive connections that improve self-worth and mental health. Rachel's dad, Daryl Scott, was asked to talk about Rachel so often that he and Rachel's stepmom, Sandy, started this nonprofit organization for school violence prevention. That is Rachel's Challenge today. Rachel's Challenge has delivered life-changing programs to over 30 million students, educators, and parents since 2001. With the support of the whole community, educators, parents, students, businesses, volunteers, and donors, we're making schools safer, kinder, and more connected. Lives are changed many even saved. Students report feeling safer, having a deeper awareness of themselves and others, and being more emotionally resilient as a result of, you know, what this program has offered, has to offer. Schools that have had Rachel's Challenge attest that, you know, it's one of the simplest most powerful things you can do to bring students and staff together. And I can, you know, speaking from my experience, I can definitely tell you that 
it worked. And, you know, it's sad to see that society has driven us away from, you know, looking to reach out to students and faculty in this way. In 2016, there was a movie made in her honor. And the movie is called I'm Not Ashamed. If you have not seen it, like, I highly recommend you watch it. It truly is inspiring and really moving. And please, you know, be advised to have, you know, tissue next to you. <laughs> because it is emotional. But, you know, it's really beautiful. Because you can really see, you know, who Rachel really was. And how, you know, she impacted people then and how she continues to impact people's lives now, till this day. So, I highly, highly recommend you watching it. It's rated PG-13, so it's also a great movie to watch with teenagers. We've definitely watched it with our um, youth group at my parish and honestly, it was amazing. Can you believe that nearly 30 million people worldwide have since accepted Rachel's challenge to start a chain reaction of kindness of their own? And you can too. You can too by visiting their website at rachelschallenge.org. And also you can find out more about how if you're an educator or um, a youth leader or whatever the case may be and you're interested in bringing Rachel's Challenge to your area or to you, you can definitely find downloads and other information on that as well. So definitely check them out. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Spanglish Catholic to stay up to date on our latest posts and stories. Y también, si has disfrutado este episodio, ayúdanos compartiéndolo con tus amistades y no olvides de etiquetarnos para que podamos saludarte. Talk to you all soon. Bye.